All right, Laura. Yeah. So, Laura, tell us about your friend. He's just a friend. There's nothing to talk about. Mm. He's literally just a friend. He was talking to Emily more than he was hanging out with me. Oh. So he's just a friend, yeah. Okay. But why, I'm just curious. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Why, if you know you're going to go to some place and it's going to be a lot of people that you work with, mm-hmm. and much of what you do is going to wind up finding its way onto the air, there's the roll solo or there's bring somebody. Why bring somebody? Because he's a sports fan and wanted to go to the game and we're friends. I mean, I, I. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Look, no one is saying there's anything it. wrong. We okay. were just curious. My wrong with thing it. is, I okay, and Briones knows this because he's known me for 12, 13 years. Shut up. Oh, my Look God. Look at them. All of a sudden, he wants right. nothing yeah, to do with this. Right. right? Um, like, but he's known me for 13 years, and I have guy friends. Like, most of my really close friends are male. So mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a big deal for me to take Do you hold this guy's hand? Yeah, really, or is he no, gross, too? Will hold you hold his hand, hand or is no. he gross? You did not hold his hand? No, I did not hold his hand. <laughs> all, I know, all I know is that if you take somebody to a work event with all of your work people around, that's not a friend. Yeah, no, no, that's not true. Oh, no, yeah. No. Like, if I brought a girl to a work event, well, that's my first... Friend, so right. different. Wait, but, I, I, again, I think that if you brought a girl to a work... If you're single and you bring someone... Right. I think that is the assumption, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate. Thank you. Yeah, it's not an accurate assumption, Chris. And he knew. I mean, he knew we were just friends. Like, literally, I was hanging out with Amanda and Chris, and he was, like, watching the game and hanging out with Emily. Like, he was, like, a friend. He would be hanging out with me, but he wasn't. Okay. Well, there you go. That that kind of settles it. Clears now, it up. Who, Greg, were you there at this event? No, I was not there at that oh. event. I wasn't at the event. George, were you at the event? No, I wasn't. No, I now back now, injury. I don't know if you remember. Well, I did hear, and I, I want to. I want to ask you about that. But before I do, just let me have one second, Laura. You've said many times mm-hmm. you don't like soccer. Yes. You you've said that you're going to have your Mexican card revoked because you don't like soccer. True. And I want to know: A, was this your first LAFC game? And B, if so, what is your review? First LAFC game, not first soccer game, but first LAFC game. I loved it. I honestly, I'm like, yo, I want to be where, like, that section where, like, all the powder comes out. 32-52. Thank you. That, yeah, the I was supporter like, section. Yo, I want to be there because that looks so lit. I was like, I'm in the wrong section. I mean, no offense to everybody. We had a good time, but that's where I want to be. You so were I'm in the bougie back. section. Yeah. Were you in a, it seemed like you guys were in a a suite. Is that right? Yes, we were in a suite. So I don't know about everybody else, but if you go to a baseball game, a football game, a basketball game, in this case, a soccer match, if you're in a suite, I have found, George, perhaps you have an opinion here, Mm -hmm. that very rarely are you concentrating on the game because you're in the suite, you're getting food, you're getting something to drink, you're chatting with somebody, something's on TV, there's other games on a TV, perhaps. I find that in a suite, I'm, I don't, like, I could walk out of a game and be like, yo, how'd you like the game? I'm like, I don't know who won, who was playing. Because I was in a suite, and I didn't even watch. That happens. Well, well I, I mean, look, I, I think you have the attention span of a six-year-old, so I think let's start there. Right? Well, that's so, actually giving me a lot of credit. Thank you. Right. So let's start there. I do think that when, if, you're, if you happen to be fortunate enough to be in a suite, chances are you are watching less of the game, and you're there possibly more for the networking aspects of the game or of the event um but i don't know about you i eventually eventually gravitate to watching 
the game. Yeah, fourth Dude. quarter, you know. No, I mean, there's game. no quarters uh, in, in, well, this in soccer later race, in the but, game, you know, yeah. but in the NFL game, it's fourth quarter, NBA yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about quarter. the fourth quarter. I probably will sneak in a little earlier than that. But yeah, I mean, I think early on, you're kind of just glancing at it. And as the game gets more compelling and more interesting, yeah, you're probably more apt to paying attention. All right. So, Laura, would you go back to an LAFC game by choice, not by work, not entertaining a friend? <laughs> Would you go back? Did you watch enough of the game to enjoy soccer, MLS soccer? I am definitely going back. I can't say I'm a soccer fan because then I feel like I'm a bandwagoner, you know what I'm saying? Not yet because I don't understand a lot. I was there by choice. It wasn't like a work thing for me. I actually wanted to go and experience what mm. everybody in the city has been. Like when I posted that I was going to my first LAFC game on Twitter, that tweet got more likes retweets then some of my other stuff and people are like yo this is the best sporting event and i'm like yo it is it's a great time yeah because yeah. i love going to the dodgers like that's my th i mean lakers too but dodgers are my thing but how like lit these fans are at lafc just gives you this jolt of energy that even though you don't know the sport because i don't i genuinely don't know the sport like that you want to support you're like yeah let's go let's do this i'm like i'm going back yeah, well, this mm -hmm. is no new shout-out to LAFC, but what they have been able to do in such a short period of time, cultivating a, a fan base that is so passionate about this franchise and about this team, it's awesome. And you're right, being in that supporter section, George, that's kind of the place to be if you're like, you know, willing to stand the entire game, scream the entire game, and watch the entire game, not be in a suite where you're, you know, trying to put chicken fingers on a hot dog bun. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I feel you for sure. It, look, it's a great place, a great venue. It's small. It's intimate. There's not a bad seat in the house. It's a great spot. You know, yeah. I, I don't think there's any question. And they're fun. They're, you know, yeah. the team has is, is generally been fun uh, during their existence already. So it, it's been uh, – it, it's definitely a place. If you haven't gone, you should check it out if you're listening. Uh, George, I, 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 can I ask you about the back, pal? Yeah, I'm very feel concerned free. about you, buddy. Listen, I mean, I, you don't have to be concerned. No, I am now, concerned. But, I am yeah. very concerned. I'm that kind of a caring guy. I may have mm -hmm. the attention span of a six-year-old, but I got a lot of heart here, and I got a lot of love for you. Mm -hmm. so, so here's the thing. Yeah. I'm prepping to go on the air under the assumption you may not make it to the show today right. because you're having problems in a doctor's office, which gets me off on, a completely other ta on another tangent. Yeah. I hate going to a doctor's office where I'm on time and yeah. the doctor's way behind. Because if I show up 30 minutes late, I don't expect to jump to the front of the line. So if you made an appointment with me at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., whatever it is, like, let's be on time, everybody. Uh, yeah, look, doctor's offices and, you know, I, and I like my doctors, but, you know, it, it was a busy day today. Uh, times are busy. And this isn't just today. I mean, it's generally the case. And I think most people have this experience. And I'd love to hear from someone uh, perhaps – in the medical community, um, you know, and again, we're not applying it to right now because pandemic situation is different, but I would say that this is pretty consistent regardless of when I've gone to the doctor's office. Like, let's say today I had a 145 appointment. By the time I get there and I'm there a few minutes early, I check in, I sit down. I'm usually in the waiting room for like 30 minutes and then I get to the exam room uh, and I usually sit there for like 30 minutes and then a doctor comes and sees me an hour later. Um, I, I just am curious as to why the general delays in a normal time, because I think now is a little different. But again, I would say that this is fairly consistent with any doctor I've ever been to from the ages of whenever the hell I could remember <laughs> to uh, till now, adulthood. So. It's so funny you say that because I literally have a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. under the assumption that I will walk in early, 
see my doctor at 9, be done by 9.15, Never. and be where I need to be by 10 a.m. No. And, and now I'm, like, worried that this isn't real. This is not reality. We're no, talking about it's generally not here. the case. I, look, I think things right now are a little different. Um, but, I, again, I would say that that's fairly consistent with my um, experiences at a at your my personal doctor's office. And, again, I've lived all over the country. I have lived uh, in different parts of this particular city <laughs> and seen doctors in different parts of the city and the country. And, generally, no matter where I've been, it's always kind of been the same deal. So what's the deal with the back? Give me what happened. I was out on Thursday and yeah, Friday. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, I no was problem. I was dealing with opening day at Del Mar. Yeah, you know, I've been at in the Del Mar. I saw you for... taking pictures with the lovely Rachel and your lovely daughters. Your son Thank was you. too busy to attend, apparently. Well, no, he attended on Sunday. And, by oh. the way, um, that was when we got our first win, when my, when my son showed up. So he was ah, the good luck charm. Okay. So for all these races that we had where we're finishing last and, and second to last and fourth, son shows up on Sunday and we win a race. But forget about me. Let's talk about you. What okay. happened to the back? Uh, I was working out in the, uh, in the garage. I was doing some deadlifts. Uh, wife was gone. So it was just the kids were inside the house. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm the garage is right there so I could hear them. And then all of a sudden I was, I heard something to the effect of, no, that's mine. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap. So I went to put the uh, weights down. And as I, I, I probably was turning before I actually put them down and then something kind of popped in my lower back and Ugh. that kind of created the issues that I've been having the last couple of days, but I'm, I'm much better now. I have mobility. Uh, they gave me a Toradol shot. Now I'm very close to, uh, you know, you played football. You would know uh, I'm very close to kind of running and, you know, tackling a tackling dummy or a tackling machine pretty soon. And uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. But uh, yeah, the, the medication, the pain part of the medication wasn't taking as well. Um, while the muscle relaxers were doing their job, my back was less, less stiff. Um, the pain part was still a bit of a, pain for lack of a better phrase let me let me poke around here for a quick minute um yeah. when you hear the infighting that's happening now and now you got to go play for play referee yeah. which by the way just so you know it never ends dude it never ends my my 19 year old daughter and my 17 year old daughter had a full-blown war on friday about who's wearing what shoes and then they come to me like i'm supposed to adjudicate in the middle i'm like i'm not getting in the middle of this you guys work out who's wearing what shoes i'm out of this but it's going to happen forever. So now there's a fight going on in the house. You're deadlifting. You put down the weights. Do you immediately lock up and go down and yell for help? I can't. No, get no, up? no, 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 no. It actually, I, I, I knew how this worked. It was, it was kind of a slow deal. Where as you know, as you know, and slow, I mean a couple of minutes as my back would tighten up. Um, so I knew I had like a minute or two to settle whatever issues were going on and send them each to their own corners. So I was able to do that. Um, <laughs> And then I just laid down immediately after that. Uh, that it's like when you, when you stub your toe, you hit it, and you know you've got about 10 to 12 seconds by the time it actually reaches your brain, and now you're in real pain. You actually knew you had about a minute to 90 seconds to settle the war, and then you were going to be in agonizing pain. Uh, by the way, I've got a tweet here from uh, MHS, is mm -hmm. uh, the way they go by on Twitter, at mm -hmm. CPTLA. Yeah. Uh, it says, I work in the healthcare field, and it depends on the assistant who's running the clinic for that particular physician. 
it's important for the assistant to properly manage the schedule. So they're not blaming the doctors. It's more about the people running the office. Mm-hmm. Okay, that seems fair. We have to deflect to somebody. We can't blame our doctors. We need them, so we'll blame the assistant in the office. That's fine. Okay. Well, I mean, that does seem fairly accurate, right? Like, I mean, the doctor's there to help you out, you know, get to get better, uh, you know, whereas the assistant is there to manage the logistics. So it does sound like it makes sense. I want sense. to ask another question, though. I want to poke around here. Let me ask you're, you this. You're very inquisitive today. I, I am because I missed Thursday and Friday, and I missed that you, so you, that you, you, right, you feel hurt. the need to catch up on other questions Correct. you didn't ask the other days yes. correct let me ask you this mm. and and i think this is probably the question that everybody who's listening is asking mm-hmm. george why are you doing deadlifts in the garage like what is it about the deadlift exercise that you feel like you know what when i work out one of the exercises i must do because you know for radio i need to make sure i'm in good shape i got a deadlift what why the deadlift exercise um i actually hadn't done deadlifts in a minute um and it was just you know one of those things where you know i should work on um you know, my lower back and my glutes, my hamstrings and things like that to avoid injury. It was literally my thought process. And of course, it happens to lead to injury. So just kind of weird how that worked out. That oh, way, my the God. Irony that, of it all. I'm yeah. so sorry to be giggling. But, you know, the thing is, is I go to the gym, right? I'm going to do a little bit of chest. I'm going to do some arms. Right. I'm going to do some lats, not even some back. You're and not doing I'm, any core. And if I'm, well, I'll do sit-ups and, and, you know, some kind of core exercises. But I can tell you, as a matter of fact, the absolute last exercises I would be doing at this stage of my game, I'm a couple years older, would be squats or deadlifts. Be like, yo, you want to get some deadlifts in right now? I'd be like, uh, no, I don't want to get any deadlifts. Why not? Because I don't want to do what George did to himself. That would be my answer. Well, I feel like had I just been able to execute the deadlift without the crazy crying and having to turn around and not put the weight down faster than I probably should have, I might have still still been able to execute it properly. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that unfortunately didn't work out that way. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm glad. To I mean, I won't be doing better. deadlifts anymore. I'm for LZ kind of nailed it. Uh, similar to you. He said, why are you doing deadlifts at 43 years old? Yeah. Like, what is it like if you're a pro football player and you're like, look, I'm really working on on my hips and my strength and my, you know, all the things that I got to do to be a great football player or a baseball player. I'd be like, OK, I understand deadlifting. That would seem to make sense. But when you're in your 40s and you're you're keeping yourself in shape to be a dad and be a radio host and a television personality. Deadlifts is one of those exercises that you can put a big X through and go, we don't need to do those anymore. Oh, well, listen, we will. I mean, we got that guy who tweeted us, but now we have Dr. Clapper, who apparently was listening and uh, will tell us what what the uh, why it generally takes so long. Dr. Clapper, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And so why does it generally take me an hour to actually be seen when my appointment was at 145 and it was like 250 and I'm finally being seen? Well, I only can speak from my office, and I don't want to watch. So however long it's going to take for me to take care of you, whether you came from Alaska, San Francisco, or from around the corner, that's the way I run the office. And I would say with the pandemic, we actually see less patients because of all the masks and all the protocols. So if you're having more of a wait, there is something wrong with the office you're going to. Now, Dr. Clapper, don't you, you know, when I listen to you on Saturday mornings, you like to do deep dives when people call with injuries. Have you heard what I'm doing here today with George, Dr. Clapper, where I'm finding out what exercise, why are you deadlifting? What are you training for? How did you put it? I mean, these are all critical questions for Clapper vision. Agree or disagree, doctor? Agree. Good job, Scott Kaplan. So, George, how young are you? 43. Okay. So after age 40, a lot happens in our body. So I'm going to write another book called Stop Exercising, You're Killing Yourself. And then it'll say, let me explain. Because I should trademark the term age size 
When you were 25 years old, George, you could go to the top of that ESPN building and jump. You'd land on a car, you'd wipe yourself off, and you'd keep walking. At 43 years old, you ain't elastic anymore. Things snap. So that disc that you have used to be very rubber bandish. Now it's stiff like shoe leather. You got to exercise differently. Okay, fair enough, Doctor Clapper. You know what? I'm gonna hit you up uh, after the show, and I, you know, whether it's today or tomorrow, you and I can discuss better exercise regimens for me. Great to hear your voice, brother. Okay, same here. Love you both. You're doing a great job. God bless. So much love, Doctor. So much love. And and George, make sure when you call Doctor Clapper's office, you tell them that you were on the radio with him, and he'll move you to the front of the line. He does this yeah. every Saturday Well, I, I can just text Dr. Clapper. It's okay. Well, just, just giving some advice, that's all. Yeah, no, I don't need to call his office. I can just text him. He texts me all the time. We're good like that. Clapper and I go back now. I've been here, I've been here five, six years now, Kaplan. Clapper vision. Dr. Clapper. You got to know Dr. Clapper to get, to get that kind of love. You know what I'm saying? I do indeed. Yeah. All right, listen, we've got lots to do. We're going to do Bash for Cash. It's back. $200 and $400. Those are your chances to... Uh, Uh, That's the type of cash you can win if you give us the correct player who hits a home run. And if you hit if you pick the correct player and what inning they'll hit a home run in, uh, you can win four hundred dollars. You're going to win twice the amount. And if the person who calls in, Greg, do I have this right? The person that calls in and gets to be caller number four when the cue to call happens, they will win a meet and greet, a virtual meet and greet with Mookie Betts. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, all that's happening. So stick around. I was trying to promote that, but clearly we. Sidetrack today uh, for a lot of reasons, but we'll get to that. So tune in, keep it locked, listen for that cue to call. You could win that virtual meet and greet with Mookie Betts, and you could play Bash for Cash as well. All coming up in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you, Christopher. So we have Gary Goodson from Burbank. You are today's Bash for Cash contestant. And by the way, Gary, just for being our Bash for Cash contestant today, you've won a virtual meet and greet with Dodgers great Mookie Betts, courtesy of Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Stock up on Body Armor's sports drink at your local Albertsons. Are you ready to play, my man? I am ready. That's awesome. Looking forward to Mookie. All right, awesome. Cap, explain it to him how it works. All right, Gary, listen, this is very easy. You pick an Angel player or a Dodger player to hit a home run tonight. And in what inning? If you get the right player, it's 200 bucks. If you get the right player and the right inning, you're going to get $400. But here's the thing. If we don't have a correct prediction today, then on Monday, well, today is Monday, Tuesday, tomorrow, the cash prize goes to $300 and $600 respectively. Thank you. All right, cool. Uh, So give us your prediction, Gary. All right, I'm going Max Muncy in the fourth. Max Muncy of the Dodgers in the fourth inning. All right, man. Well, best of luck to you. Congratulations on winning the virtual meet and greet with Mookie Betts, courtesy of Body Armor. Uh, We're going to put you on hold, make sure we set that up for you, uh, and good luck tonight. All right, appreciate it. 
You got it. Good luck. Good luck. And make sure you're listening tomorrow. It's 4.15 when we have another chance to bash for cash. And special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more info today. All right. There we go. Bash for cash. Got to have the music. Got to have the music. Yeah. So we got a uh, new contestant. They're going to win a Mookie. Now, how many of those Mookie bets meet and greets are we doing, Greg? We're going to do one every day for the next two weeks. Oh, wow. That's yes, a lot. That's 10. Look at that. So basically, you have to be listening to the start of the show. Yes. Every, every, every day. Yeah, the first two segments. To, because you got to make, because we can go to commercial break at any time in, the, in that first segment, and you got to hear the cue to call there in the commercial break, and then hopefully win your chance to be one of the contestants to not only win the Mookie meet and greet, thanks to Body Armor, but also then play Bash for Cash. I love that Max Muncy call, by the way, today. Max- I was looking at it, though. I was trying to figure it out. I'm trying to do the math. You got, so here's the starting lineup. Mookie Betts hits first, Max Muncy second, Justin Turner third, Will Smith fourth. So I'm just looking at this, and I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, first inning, this at bat. Could they come up in the third, oh, maybe fourth? That's the hard part of making the prediction is when will your player come up for a second time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, but Max Muncy playing the Giants this year, he's got like seven home runs in eight games or something crazy like that. He just hits home runs against this team over and over again. Well, yeah, the Giants are definitely like worried about uh, him. Like I actually just did a radio interview with uh, one of the uh, the stations there in San Francisco earlier today. And they, they all, you know, their, their questions, at least the first couple, were about Max Muncy just tearing the cover off the ball against them. Yeah, he's just got their number. It's it's pretty incredible to watch. I bet you he hits a home run today just for Gary Goodson. Well, hey, let's hope so. But here's the thing. This is a huge, huge series, but, but not just this four-game series between the Giants and the Dodgers. Think about this, guys. The Giants and the Dodgers will play seven games in their next ten games. And if you're the Dodgers... If you're going to make your move, and by the way, they've done a great job of clawing their way back in. Um, The Giants have unexpectedly been in first place for pretty much the entire first half of the season. They went to the All-Star break with the lead in the division. But the the Dodgers have climbed back in, and they've done it, by the way, without Corey Seager, without Bellinger for a long period of time. Obviously, there's still question marks about Bauer and whether or not he'll ever return. But here's the thing. You're going to play seven games in your next ten And in between, you're going to play lowly Colorado. You just took two out of three this past weekend. If the Dodgers are going to make their move, this would be a great time to do that head-to-head, seven of the next ten against San Francisco. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think there's any question. You know, these next ten games, uh, or or these next seven or whatever, uh, of the next ten games are are unbelievably important. Now, look, they're they're facing their best pitcher, I think, tonight in Gosman. Um you know, so like th- this tonight to me is kind of the uh, the a big opportunity. If they can win this one, I feel decent moving forward. Despite the fact that there's a decent chance, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, that Josiah Gray probably gets a nod uh, in these in one of these games here too, right? Yeah, he should actually. They're thinking that he's going to start tomorrow because it's a bullpen game tomorrow, especially with you know Kershaw. on the IL still. So yeah, you may see Josiah Gray start the game tomorrow. By the way, I want to tell you guys that the website DodgerBlue.com is running a poll, and what they're asking is what your confidence level is in the Dodgers and the Giants in this four-game series. How many games do you think the Dodgers will win in this series against the Giants? George, a prediction? I'll take two. 
Okay, that's exactly what I said, too. 25% of people agree with you and I. 50% of Dodger fans say fifty uh, say three games. 20% say four games. And only 4% say that the Dodgers will only win one game. It's on DodgerBlue.com. I'm giving those guys a shout-out. Yeah, I, I think they'll win two here. Uh, again, because if I had to look at the way the Dodgers uh, pitching... I mean, Gosman is going to be a challenge, all right? Um, so I think that that, that in itself uh, begins is where the issues begin. But, you know, I, I feel pretty good. Um, I feel pretty good um, it, that they can get two. I think the Josiah Gray bullpen game could be a challenge for them as well. Um, so I'm giving them a loss against their best pitcher in the bullpen game, and I think they can win the other two. That's just kind of the way I'm looking at it. I love when top prospects come up, especially top pitching prospects. Because if you're a fan of a team and you're, not, and you're a fan beyond just what's happening on the field right now, but you're watching what's happening in your minor league system and you're waiting for all the top prospects to come up, whoever is your top prospect, particularly though a pitcher, most fans are like, let's see what he's got. And when he's not being brought up, they're like, people start to go, oh man, maybe he's not so good. But in this case, I'm, I would be very curious to see what Josiah Gray would look like. As I am you know, looking at the Padres, for example, they've got a kid named Mackenzie Gore. I'm always curious to see top pitching prospects come up and what happens in particular in their first, in their first start. Well, it's interesting because if you look at the way this thing is unfolding, right? Like they've got, they're going up against Gosman tonight, so tough, tough deal for Gonsolin. Um, and then they got the bullpen game against Alex Wood, who I think, look, I, I think Alex Wood's going to be a little charged up to go up against the Dodgers. Now that could work against him too, but you know, I generally would, would side in, you know, in his corner, um, against a bullpen start. Uh, and then you got Urias and Walker Bueller on the back end. So I feel confident the Dodgers can win those two on the back end. That's just kind of the way I, I, I see it unfolding. But all right, coming up next, we're going to get to overrated, underrated. One of our games, we have three games, one at 4.30, one at 5.30, one at 6.30. But our overrated, underrated game is coming up next. We'll be back in two minutes and 45 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, we're going to start with birthdays. And, Cap, how about you do the birthdays first? Will I know who anybody is? I hope so. I mean, we'll find out. That's part of the fun of the game, isn't it? All right, Cap. All right. So, usually, usually when you ask LZ, it gives me time to Google. Right, right. So, uh, But we're going to start with you, so you can just keep repeating the names over and over again while you Google. Okay, um, the Benedict Cumberbatch, do you know who okay. he is? No idea. He's Doctor Strange okay. in yeah. the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he was Khan mm -hmm. in the second uh, series of the Star Trek revival. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or Brian May from Queen. Okay, so Benedict Cumberbun, is that his name? Cumberbatch. Okay. And then the next one was? Brian May, the guitarist of Queen. Okay, I'm going to say that uh, Brian May is overrated. Okay, and by the way, this is not knowing who the other guy even is. Just because, you know what? Listen, to me, Queen is about Freddie Mercury. You know, that, that's the way I see it. And so guitar player could be replaced, in my opinion. 
whereas lead singer, not likely. So I'm going to go with, and because I don't want to use my get-out-of-jail-free card on Monday on the very first question. It's like hitting a home run on the first pitch. I'd like to do that. In this case, I don't want to give it up. So I'm going to go overrated with guitar player from Queen. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you, and I actually feel like you had sound logic, and I also think Benedict Cumberbatch is actually a really good actor who's got um, all sorts of uh, you know, talent and, and range. So, I, I, I mean, while I agree with your logic on Queen, I also think Benedict Cumberbatch is really, really good. Just checking him out right now. I don't know. Yeah, well, you also don't watch movies. so there's That's that. right. Yeah. All right, next. All right, Sedano, 49ers safety Jimmy Ward is starting to trash talk about a month before preseason games start. When talking about Matt Stafford on Monday morning quarterback, he said he's the same quarterback who was on the Lions and they still didn't go to the playoffs. And they had Megatron. Is this trash talk overrated or underrated? Well, I was kind of hoping to do that during the show at some point. We, can, we guess, can still do it. I mean, we can do it later, I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, the trash talk is underrated um, because I feel like trash talk in general, is underrated, especially in football, because um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think we don't get – we get a lot of it in basketball. I feel like even in baseball, guys talk a lot. There's been less and less of it in football. It's actually been a little nicer. Um, so I, I like it. Uh, even though I don't agree with him, I like it. I'm going to go overrated here for a couple of reasons. Um, actually, if you go back and you look at Stafford's career – there have been a couple of playoff appearances. So to say that he hasn't gone to the playoffs is not 100% accurate. It's just kind of a global statement of he played for the Lions. They stink. He doesn't go to the postseason, so he's no good. They actually have gone to the postseason. In fact, just a few years ago, I did a game, Detroit at Seattle, um, which was a playoff game that Detroit was in. So I think it's overrated, and, and I'll just give you one more reason, which is because I think many people share this opinion, which is, we're not sure what Matthew Stafford is on a good team until we see him on a good team. And so many people are still thinking that Matthew Stafford is the guy who put up Hall of Fame statistics but never put up any victories. So I just don't think the opinion is that interesting because many of us share it. Okay, next. All right, Kaplan. I saw an ad for an inflatable hot tub on sale when looking for these stories, and it's counted, uh, it's discounted pretty heavily from like 120 bucks down to 49.99. Mm-hmm. So, are inflatable hot tubs overrated or underrated? I'm going to go with underrated because I think that I've not really seen this ad. Now, who knows what you might have been talking about um, that your computer or your phone may have heard? Uh, who knows what you may have been searching online? To, uh, to have this ad pop up, but I don't even really know much. I think of um, as an, an inflatable hot tub as being like a, a little kiddie pool that you would put in your backyard. And I actually think out-of-the-ground pools are underrated. So I'm going to go with underrated here with, uh, with inflatable hot tub. Uh, I'm going to go overrated only because I feel like an inflatable hot tub, right? That's how you described it? Yes, it is an inflatable hot tub. Uh, it's probably made out of some sort of rubber material. Right. And I would imagine, you know, if you're going to be in a hot tub, chances are it's going to be well over 100 degrees in said hot tub. Maybe the rubber can withstand that for, you know, a, a certain period of time. But I feel like it's kind of similar to like H&M clothes. If you buy clothes at H&M, you know you got maybe a three or four usages out of it, maybe five if you're lucky. 
Um, so I feel like that would be a waste of money. So I would say overrated. I got to tell you, I'm <laughs> looking true. at it. I'm looking at it online right now. The inflatable hot tub. This thing's a nice looking piece. I wonder how they get it to like do all the jacuzzi actions that it seems to be doing. That I'm looking at this photo right now. The H&M yeah, why don't you thing. buy one and try it? Figure it out. The H&M thing they? is uh, $49.99, but the H&M wow. thing is very, very true. You got like three three times using it. Looks good, but then it, it falls yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, it fades. It's not great, and especially if you wash it, right, then you're really in trouble. That's $49.99, if you got three uses out of that, that's not so bad. Right? Okay. I mean, 50 bucks for an inflatable hot tub? So you're basically saying like, you know, $17.50 for each time you're in a hot tub? Like that's, that's right. That's the equivalent of it? Well, and depends on what happens and who you're with. I mean, Feel me? Yes. I mean, I don't know, man. Laura, let me ask you a question. If some dude invited you to his house, okay, uh-huh. and he's like, yo, girl, we're going to go in the hot tub, okay, and, and you're getting ready to get in the hot tub and you see an inflatable hot tub, how, what is your reaction to that? Hey, man, you know what? I got an emergency call. I have to go. Right. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I well, I mean, if you don't have an inflatable hot tub, yo, yo, you want to get in the bathtub together? I mean, that's creepy. I, mean, that's more, I think that's more appropriate than the inflatable hot tub, personally. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for romance, I don't know if the inflatable hot tub is the place to go. Sleazy. I don't know. Some of these look pretty good. There's this Coleman one right here. This looks pretty good. Yeah. All right, what's next, Greg? All right, counting the time for Giannis at the free throw line, Sedano, is nothing new in these playoffs, as you've rightly pointed out to me a couple weeks ago. But one Suns fan was holding up $100 bills and counting them while doing the free throw count. Is this move overrated or underrated? I mean, it's underrated because he became a viral sensation, so there's that. Um, you know, so I just give him credit. And that's what people want. Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame, and that guy got it. Now two Suns fans have gotten it. How long did it take, and how many uh, how many hundos did he have? Do you know? He had a big old handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with underrated that this guy's got this this wad of hundreds because if you got a wad of hundreds and you're at a basketball game and you're like acting like you're making it rain, um, I don't know. Like somebody might come take those from you. I've been seeing a lot of arena fights. I mean, punch you and take your money. I'm going underrated. Okay, there you go. Last one, Greg. All right, last one. Uh, Cap, Tony Gonzalez was one of the greatest tight ends in the in NFL history and started mm-hmm. to get some time on the NFL on Fox broadcasts. Mm-hmm. But he is now leaving that. To really? Per- yes, he is leaving because he wants to pursue a career as an actor in TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Is this move for Tony overrated or underrated? Mm. I'm going to say that the move is overrated for a couple of reasons. I'm going to give them to you like this. I And I always have to start it out because I'm about to say something mean, but I'm going to start with something nice. Tony Gonzalez was a great player, a very good-looking guy, a good pitch man for certain products. However, he falls into the same category of Joe Montana or Dan Marino or Jim Kelly, guys who are Hall of Fame players who never really, really became great television analysts. So now... To leave that, which he's not great at, to go become an actor, I would say good luck. But And maybe he will. Probably should have done it right off the field. But uh, I'm going to go with overrated because I just don't think, as, as much as I like Tony Gonzalez, the guy, I didn't really think he was a very good television broadcaster. Well, I also think he'd only been doing it for a couple of years. So, um, you know, I, I, I think you... you 
a lot of that is how much work you're willing to put into that, how much work your producers are willing to put in. And I don't know those answers. Um, I just feel like what happens now with athletes is we throw them on TV and just go, hey, sink or swim. We want everybody to be the next Barkley and Kenny uh, and Shaq. And that's not how it works. Like, you have to help people sometimes become that. And I don't – again, I don't know the inner workings of Fox Sports, so I don't know if that was the case. Uh, I felt like he was pretty good. Um Acting is a different skill set than just being a pitch man. Uh, you know, you mentioned Marino. Marino did, you know, some acting, but again, he acted as himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Like right, right. Th- th- in those movies, and he was funny in those movies as yep. himself, whether it was Ace Ventura or Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie. Um, but it's different when you're trying to be an actor, actor. Now, Rick Fox was able to pull that off, mm-hmm. um, but very few have been able to pull that off. So anyway, uh, we'll see. Good luck to Tony. I actually liked him on Fox Television. I, uh, I say good luck to him as well. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, and uh, he's from Southern California, and he's had a whole bunch of TV FaceTime on national TV on Fox. And I think, George, wasn't he on CBS before Fox? Didn't he, do, uh, he might have been briefly on I CBS. I thought he did the NFL today, like right out of, of playing, where he went right into their studio show. It is true, though. You're right. Like Sometimes guys are big names, and they don't become great TV analysts, and other times guys are not big names, and they do become. I look at my friend Lewis Riddick. I mean, nobody Kenny knew Smith. Lewis. Nobody Kenny knew Smith him was a, a good player in the NBA. He wasn't. He's not Charles Barkley or Shaq, but he's, right. actually, he's arguably the best guy on there. Yeah, nobody knew Lewis Riddick, the player. Nobody knew Lewis Riddick, the front office executive. But everybody knows Lewis Riddick, the TV star. Right. All right, that is Overrated, Underrated. Coming up next, don't forget our game at 530, Would You Rather, and our favorite game, the game that, well, your favorite game too because it's the most listened to segment on the show, Big Deal or No Deal at 630. But coming up next, uh, there are some Super Bowl matchup odds. We're going to tell you where the Rams are in that particular conversation and maybe even the Raiders, Greg. Chances are they're pretty Winners. No, no, pretty low is my guess. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yes, sir. Sedano LZ, Cap LZ out. Just me, Cap Laura Greg, today with you. Crank this song a little bit here, Laura. Cap, I'll give you 17,000 guesses to guess this. I feel like this is a Migos song. Am I right? Or am I way off? Laura? Yo, I'm shook right now. <laughs> I can't believe he knew that. Who told you that? Who said it in your ear? I'm so shook right now. You don't even know. Who said it in your ear, Kaplan? Here's the thing, George. I have learned recently that the way I'm going to learn what I would call relevant, popular music mm-hmm. is not on the radio anymore. Remember when we were kids, we would all listen yeah. to the ra- the top 40 station and we would yeah, all yeah. learn what the cool songs were? Mm-hmm. Now I get my music, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. From my Peloton. And this morning, I was taking my main man, Alex Toussaint, and he had a class called a 30-minute club bangers uh, class. I took that club bangers class. He loves the Migos. He always plays Migos. So I, I th- And I've seen Migos in, in concert, by the way. So I don't know, man. They just have a sound. Um, come on. Give me a little love on that. Show me. Come on. Put no, I, I am stunned, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Shook. I mean, ser- <laughs> I, I, could, I, was like, I couldn't even ding. 
because I was so shook that you guessed that. And then I'm facing the studio, so Greg couldn't see, but I was like mouth open, everything. She like, was frozen. Was, I was the, frozen. The best was George. He wasn't like, I'll give you three guesses. I'll give you 17,000. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is pretty impressive, I would say. By you. It is pretty impressive. I mean, I literally was willing to give you seventeen thousand, which would have put <laughs> us here for at least at least for, at least for a decade. But yeah, nonetheless, you got it right. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to get into, but I saw that the Super Bowl odds just popped up. Tell me. So the Super Bowl odds, as far as the matchups, popped mm-hmm. up. So in said matchups, we have. Let me just go through here. So who do you think, Kaplan, is the 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 matchup with the least favorable odds like in the sense of the the matchup they expect i would say tampa bay from the afc side of things or the Uh, nfc you mean excuse me the nfc side and then i would say that um maybe it's like baltimore or buffalo or you know one of those kinds of up-and-comers with one of the young superstar quarterbacks or maybe i'm just missing somebody obvious um greg who would you pick who do you think vegas has tabbed as the number one super bowl matchup i think it's a repeat with tampa bay and the chiefs yeah that's probably right chiefs yeah and that that is it that is it it is a 14 to 1 tampa Mm -hmm. bay and the chiefs now number two is the rams and the chiefs Uh uh-huh interesting so there you have it so what are the odds what are the odds on that 28 to 1 okay it's pretty good and it's also tied with san francisco and kansas city Oh. At 28 to 1. So everybody says Kansas City from the AFC. So the first three are Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Actually, way, four of the first five are Kansas City. The Rams-Chiefs Monday night game at the Coliseum, what was this now, three years ago or so? Yeah. Probably the best regular season NFL football game I've ever been to, ever seen. I mean, that was, if we could ever get a repeat of that, that was an amazing night, an incredible game, fireworks all over the place. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a blast to watch. Um, so that is number two, Rams mm-hmm. and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, as I mentioned, Niners, Chiefs. Then it's Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Okay. Uh, so Buffalo is the first AFC team to pop up, not named Kansas City. And then in fifth, it's the Packers and Chiefs. So Aaron Rodgers and um, and Patrick Mahomes there. So, But, yeah, it seems like it's Tampa Bay has – I'm trying to see, count how many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven – 8, 9, 10, 11. So out of the first 11 odds, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay has seven. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, George, listen, uh, I know we haven't gotten into training camp quite yet, and camps are going to open up. Cowboys later this week in Oxnard, and the Rams uh, are next week, as I recall, in Irvine. And then NFL training camps are starting to open. But the one thing about Tampa is they went the opposite direction of the Lakers. The Lakers won a championship and said, we're getting rid of this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and we're going to replace him with other guys. And the rest of us all went, well, they're much better now on paper. What Tampa did was different. They said, we're going to keep everybody and try and make another run, and we'll just get better through the draft, which, you know, that's to be debated, and we'll see if that really happens. But that that is an interesting difference of philosophy, what the Lakers did after a championship versus what the Buccaneers did after a championship. And they've got everybody coming back. Yeah, well, I also think it's just different sport, right? Like you're you're not you're a championship NBA team. Chances are you're not augmenting through the draft. You know what I mean? Like you Fair. are augmenting via free agency and on the fringes. Um, to but try how to make frequently do you see where an NFL team doesn't lose a guy or two guys? I mean, even the oh, no, Rams no, no, for sure. That, season, that is not normal. Guys. That part of the equation is not normal for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
So the Rams are in that equation. I'm trying to see if I could find the Raiders anywhere. Hold on, Greg. Sorry. Let me see how far I got. They're number 10. Go go back. I think they're number 10. Nope. That's nope, nope. Raiders. So versus, look, I, uh, I will just give you the NFC side. Yeah, go ahead, because um, I'm curious so you got now. Tampa, the Rams, the Niners, as I mentioned. Then you, you got Tampa again. Bay, I think. Then you got Tampa again. You got Green Bay at five. Yeah. Tampa at six. Tampa at seven. Seattle at eight. Tampa, mm-hmm. Tampa, Tampa, eight, nine, nine, ten, eleven. Then the Cowboys are the twelfth team. New Orleans. Uh, Arizona, the Rams again, Niners. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I, I'm trying to see how New far. New Orleans. I, I mean, listen, you know, listen. When you say Green Bay, there's an assumption that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Which, by the way, I believe Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback of the Packers Week One, and yeah. I believe as long as he's healthy, he'll play the entire season in Green Bay. But that's an assumption that we're making with New Orleans. With Drew Brees retiring, you might think to yourself, well, that might be a good thing for them because every year New Orleans was right there, but they had not been able to get back to the Super Bowl. And we all know what happened against the Rams a couple of years ago, which was a controversial situation. Um, but they're changing quarterback or quarterbacks. And so, man, I think you're putting a lot into the New Orleans Saints, Vegas, but popular team, and you're trying yeah. to you know, inspire people to bet on them. Okay. I yeah. found the Raiders. I found them. I did too. So the Chargers are 60 to 1 against okay. Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And that is 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th, the 17th best odds, Bucks versus Chargers. And you have to go way down to 115 to 1, where my guess is it's like the 35th or 6th best choice. Uh, maybe more than that, where you have Tampa versus the Raiders at 115 to 1. Yeah. That's I, how far you got to go to get the Raiders. I had to scroll. Yeah. Little, little you have to, it's yeah. definitely not in the first few, right? No, yes. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, you got to go to about 30 lines, 35 lines. Go John to, Gruden. To go get the Raiders in any capacity. Well, particularly in the AFC West, and again, I know we're, we haven't even, training camps haven't even opened, but they will soon, and people will start to get excited because the NBA Finals will come to an end. We'll be into the dog days of summer with baseball, and then training camps will open, and people will start to get excited about it. In the AFC West, Kansas City is considered head and shoulders far and away better than everybody yeah. else. I mean, I think they're far and away better than everybody, period. I, I agree. And, and yeah. then and you, what you have here is um, in, in, with the Raiders, people don't believe in Derek Carr. People yeah. certainly right now do not believe in John Gruden. Yep. So, so you can take the Raiders and put them off to the side. That's why they're at 150 to 1. As yeah. far as the Chargers go, yeah, a lot of people believe in this young quarterback. But, but sophomore if, slumps are a real thing. Absolutely. And if you know anything about the organization, you know that they are the Clippers. So, right. so there's that problem. And and for Denver, they also no, they're don't just not really, that good. They yeah, just don't yeah. have a quarterback yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're not that good. They're decent defense still, but they're not that good. Uh, all right, so that is the deal. I just wanted to make sure we pass that along. All right, coming up next, you mentioned the NBA Finals. We'll dive into that. Plus, what you need to know in between. We're back in three minutes and ten seconds. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.